So the only way to be successful is to wake up at 5 a.m., have a super regiment morning routine, and that's what all successful entrepreneurs do. How many times have we heard that? I don't know about y'all, but oh my goodness, I hear it all the time. And I'm just here to debunk this. And now if you are a morning routine person, stay with me. But if you're not, my friend, I am here to tell you that you can be successful without a morning routine. Let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, 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 my Surf Scale Store family. Oh my goodness, am I so excited to have you today listening to this podcast episode. This is something I'm quite passionate about because for so long, we have heard that you have to have a morning routine to be successful. I mean, there's the miracle morning and there's like 20 different editions of that book. We see it over and over. All the people that we look up to are saying morning routine, morning routine, morning routine. And if you're sitting here and you're like, I've tried it and it just doesn't work for me. And you're feeling like a failure. You are not alone. For so long, even before the online business, when I was in direct sales and spent six years doing that, I heard that if I wanted to be successful, I needed to have a morning routine. We had like book clubs with the miracle morning and other ones. And it was just always never worked for me. And for so long, I felt like I couldn't be successful because I I was like not willing to be a morning person or I didn't have enough willpower to be a morning person or I was lazy. These are all the things that I had going on in my head because I'd been told over and over that the only way to be successful is to have a morning routine. And if you're listening and you're like, Brandy, I'm right there with you. Like, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. My friend, it does not mean you don't have enough willpower. It does not mean that you are lazy. It just means that that person's definition of success and what gets them to success and achievement is not necessarily the same route for you. And that's okay. For all of us listening, there is no one best, only right way to do anything. We all get to define success on our own terms, and we all get to find the path to get there that works best for us. And for some of us, that isn't a morning routine. And for even those who have an amazing morning routine, one, this is not a dig at you. There is nothing wrong with having a regimented morning routine. If it works for you, keep doing it. But also know that I'm going to go on something today that I call my start the day routine that isn't about waking up at 5 a.m. It's not about smoothies or working out or, you know, just like being in peace with yourself and journaling. It's nothing to do with that. It's how you start your work day. And no matter if your work day starts at 9 a.m., 8 a.m., 12 p.m., 2 p.m., this routine will work for you. 
So I am ready to dig into what I started doing so I could stop feeling bad about not being successful, about not having a morning routine. But first, I want to set this up and tell you a little bit about what my actual morning routine looks like. My little one, Riley, she is three and she comes running into our room at 6 a.m. She has this machine that turns on green light when it is 6 a.m. So she can come and wake us up at 6 a.m. And she comes into our bedroom and she says, mommy, 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 let's go downstairs. I'm ready to play. Let's go downstairs. And I am very reluctant and I'm like, oh, just give me one more minute. And she's like, no, mommy, let's go. And if Austin tries to be like, Riley, I'll take you down. She's like, no, I want mommy. And so this has become our morning routine where in the mornings I get up at 6 a.m. We stagger down the steps. We go into the kitchen. I give her her vitamin. She calls it her chewy and I fix her breakfast and then I pour me some coffee and we like just play for a little bit on the couch. Sometimes I just end up sitting on the couch and wishing I was still asleep. And then once Austin comes down, I get ready and get into my office usually around 830. And so that is what my morning routine looks like. And so like it goes from dead asleep to like in full blown mom mode. And so for me, that doesn't mean a workout. It doesn't mean like quiet time. And I'm not going to get up at five because not all of us are meant to be early risers. And I believe that sleep is more important than anything. We have to have sleep for our body to rest, to heal, to rejuvenate, and to be rested for the next day. And some of us can go to bed at like eight o'clock. I have a good friend, Melissa, who goes to bed like super early. And then there's people like me who, if I tried to lay in bed at eight, nine, nine thirty, I just toss and turn. I really can't go to sleep till eleven. So that means that if I were waking up at five, that would only be six hours of sleep. And I know for my body to fully function. I need at least seven or eight hours of sleep. So this is all about knowing what works for you and leaning into that. So my night owls, maybe you need to sleep a little bit longer than 5 a.m. And if you have kids, maybe it's the kids waking you up. And even if you don't have kids, maybe you have other stuff that you have to get up for. But it doesn't necessarily mean we have to get up an hour early to be successful. And so what I implemented, because I was like, ah, I need something. Like I have to have this morning routine. And I knew that it wasn't going to be a traditional morning routine. So I've been working on this and working on this. And what I came up with, like after so much trial and error, is a start my workday routine. So for me, that starts usually about 8.30 in the morning. And I come into my office, I shut my door, I get like, I'm set up for the day. And then I sit down at my desk and I do five things before working on anything else. And that's what I'm going to break down in this episode for you. But here's what I want you to know. My five things may not be your five things or start with my five things and then edit and replace and rework to fit your start of work routine. So the first thing I do is I meditate. I sit at my desk, I ground myself, feet on the floor, and I meditate. And some days it's two minutes, some days it's 15 minutes. It just depends on where I'm at. And so I am going to give you a few stats on meditation, and then I'm going to give you a few resources. So for me, I was looking at all the information and I used to only do meditation at night. I used night meditation to go to sleep. And so I was like, what if I can incorporate this into my mornings? 
And so only 14% of Americans meditate, which is actually like super low percentage, but it's up in the last two years from 5%. More and more people are moving to meditation. Also, it can increase your productivity by 120%. So once I saw that stat, I was like, dang, why am I only doing this at night? If I could wake up, have this put somewhere before I start working, could I be more productive? And then the number one reason people don't meditate is because they don't know how. So if you want a reason to meditate and you've been pushing back, I would say your reason to meditate would be 120% more productive. There's also a ton of health benefits when it comes to anxiety and stress and all that, but I really wanted to focus on this stat that said meditation can increase an employee's productivity by 120%. So sit on that for a minute and let's just say that you were 50% more productive in your day. What would that look like? What would you get done? What goals could you chase that you haven't been able to hit so far because everything else is on your plate? So many of you come and say like, I would love to create a course or membership or group coaching program, but I'm slammed with client work. Like, what if you were just 50% more productive in the day? Do you think over a month you would be able to get everything you need to get done in order to have room to achieve those next goals? I don't know, maybe. So I start my morning with that meditation and I'll give you some resources because In this 2021, there is no reason why people don't know how to meditate. There's every single app out there. Like if you type in like meditation in the app store, it's ridiculous. But three great apps that I think are just amazing to work with, especially if you're just getting started, is going to be Peloton. So if you're already a Peloton user, so many of you know that I love the Peloton So if you're already a Peloton user, they actually have meditations on there. So you don't need a separate subscription or anything. Get started there. That's actually how I started meditating is through our Peloton app. They're really, really good and great for beginner meditation. You'll find quickly which instructors you like, just like on the bike or the tread or strength or anything like that. And so you already have the resources. Now, if you're like, I don't have a Peloton app, my other two that I love is Headspace and Calm. Now, I will say that Calm, I use more at night for like their sleep stories and stuff like that. But Headspace is probably my favorite, especially if you're just getting started. They have some beginner ones that start at like only one minute, and then you move up to three, and then you move up to five, and then you can pick topics that you are. So some days, like maybe it's eating better. I'll listen to that one. Or maybe it's on productivity, or maybe it's just on relationships. So there's different ones that you can choose to meditate. They even have them for kids. So we do them with Riley in the mornings. And so having that meditation app or Calm or Peloton, you can get so many different ones. Those are definitely my top three, and I would highly recommend them. We'll link those up in the chat. They're not affiliate links. I wish they probably should have affiliate, but we'll link those up in the show notes for you so you can access those. But I definitely recommend Headspace when you're first getting started or the Peloton app is also really, really good. Okay, so I start with meditation. Once again, this could be one minute or it could be 15 minutes. So just depending on my morning. Then 
I write one gratitude down. There's so many studies that say that you should start the day with three gratitudes. And what I found is I just got in this motion of writing down like, I would write down my first one. Like I would have one that just came to mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for this. And then the second one sometimes came easily. And then the third one was like, okay, I'm going to put Riley or Austin. So it didn't fit. And yes, I am 100% grateful for them on a daily basis. But sometimes it just doesn't feel like right in that moment. And so I have found just writing down one gratitude. Now, if another one comes that I'll totally write it, but I write one really powerful gratitude each and every single morning down. And that kind of anchors me in, wow. I just love what I do. And we actually started incorporated this with Riley at bedtime is we ask her to tell us one thing she's grateful for from the day. Okay, so now I'm meditated. I've wrote down a gratitude. Now I'm going to go and review my calendar, see what I have on my plate. I'm going to review any tasks that need to be done for the day. And I'm going to move my top three where they need to be. So I know exactly when I get done with it, my morning routine, the three tasks that I am going to get out of the way. They're usually the most important ones, so the ones that have the biggest impact. So right now it's 9.09 and I'm recording this podcast because this is something that has to get done. So if I don't, by the end of the day, I'm going to be like, dang, I'm too tired to record that podcast and it's not going to get done. So the things that actually make the biggest impact on my business are the first things that get done. And then I'm going to write down what would make today great. One thing that I've had to learn And sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three. I usually don't do more than three. But what would make today great? And we are so, it's so easy to write down things that we don't have control over. So like if I get a new client, that would make today great. If I book five discovery calls, today would be great. Or if I have a six-figure launch, today will be great. And we write all these things that are out of our control because we can do things to get discovery calls, yes. But does that mean people are going to book with us? No, not necessarily. If we write down, I'm going to get a client today because we know we have a discovery call, we have no control if that client decides to work with you today, tomorrow, next week, or not at all. And then with launches, we have no control if people pull out their card and pay you. All you can control is the things that you have control over. So when we look at that, this sometimes becomes a little bit more difficult. It trains our brain to think within. And so sometimes I'll get ready to write down something. I'm like, oops, wait, I have no control over that. So something I would have control over is if I get three podcasts recorded today, it would be a great day. I have 100% control over that if those podcasts get recorded or if they don't. Also can say today will be great if I show up and compliment two of my team members. Today will be great if I spend 20 minutes marketing my business. Today will be great if I eat the amount of calories I want to eat or whatever it is. What are things that we can control? Today will be great if I get in a Peloton ride. These are all things that I have 100% control over and can change or do or not do. And it's 100% dependent on me, not someone else. So when we're writing down what would make today great, we actually want to make sure that we have control over it. And so those are the five things I do every day. Now, there is a sixth one that I'll just tell you is when I come in, I'm also going to flip to the page before this, and I'm going to look to see what was going to make today great. 
And then I just put like a little check beside of it if I actually did it. And so far, it's been really good because it's stuff I can control and it gives you that win. Like, heck yes, I did it. Today was great. So the five things in the bonus one that I do every single morning to start my work day and not my morning, but my work day is I sit down and I meditate. I write a gratitude down. I review my calendar. I review my tasks and I write down what would make today great. And this has changed my business in so many ways because gratitude has been proven to keep you in the present, not the past, which whenever we can focus on the present is way better than looking in our rearview mirror and focusing on what did or did not happen. It also blocks toxic emotions, envy, resentment, regret, depression. It blocks those emotions. And experiencing those emotions aren't a bad thing, but if we can block those and create positive emotions, how much better would we feel on a day-to-day basis? And the thing with that is right now we're living in a time where there's so much toxic information everywhere and division. And so if we could write down things we are grateful for and meditate on that, oh man, if everyone started doing that, I just think the world would be a much better place. We become more stress resilient. So you're still going to have stress, but you're able to bounce back from that stress. And it strengthens your self-worth. There's so much power in writing gratitudes and meditation. And so I would encourage you, run with these five things. And if they feel good, keep doing them. If you're like, I'm just not really into the meditation, find something else to do. Maybe it's just breathing. There's a lot of power in taking time just to breathe for a minute, deep breaths. And so this is my start of the workday routine. I've tried to do it in ClickUp. I've tried to do it in other apps. I've tried to do it in Evernote. Like there's been all the things. What I found is just having a notebook right by my desk and picking it up every morning and doing these things has been so amazing and helpful. And I hope this is helpful for you. So for all my non-morning routine people, I'm here. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. You can be successful without a morning routine. And for my morning routine people, keep doing the dang thing. That is how you feel successful. That's how you get your day going. And I love it for you. And for all of us, let's not be so quick to judge and put down hard boundaries that If you don't do this, you won't be successful because the truth is we can all be successful as long as we're defining success on our own terms and doing it in a way that's in alignment with us and who we are as individual people. So my friends, that is all I have for you. Until next week, go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.